What up, fanchies? We are back. And uh, basically, for the last time, <laughs> we are back here in our little town of Banshee, Pennsylvania. This is Welcome to Banshee, and uh, this is basically our, our series finale. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you had the Season 4, Episode 8 series finale of Banshee. Uh, we said goodbye to Lucas Hood and the gang, uh, and uh, as Lucas rode off into the sunset on his motorcycle and uh we went on to a new adventure that we'll probably never know because cinemax decided that they're gonna just stop doing the show and uh so but we told you guys after we did that last episode that we were gonna come back and we were gonna do one more and kind of give our overall general thoughts of season four in its entirety uh you know we've done it for season one two and three so why not do it for season four gives us one more opportunity to get the gang back together discuss some banshee and hopefully bring you guys all back to uh kind of say goodbye with us since you've been along for the ride this entire time so welcome to banshee one more time i'm don mega and joined with me as always is my boy lynx so what up man what's going on donnie how you been buddy it's uh it's good to be back one last time with you man I know you too, man. It's uh it's sad. We were just talking about it a little bit before we went on the air, and uh, you know it's uh, kind of crazy to know that we're, we're recording right now, and basically this is the last episode of Welcome to Banshee because this has been a fun little project, man. And uh, you know, basically taking you guys back in time a little bit. You know, before we started this Banshee show, uh, uh, I was not familiar with Lynx. He wasn't really familiar with me. Uh, he got the idea to do this show. He was like, he was a big Banshee head himself. And he said, you know, I really want to do this Banshee show. And somehow connected with me, he saw that I did podcasting, you know, my Am I on the Air show, hit me up, said, I see you like Banshee. We started to talk, kind of threw some ideas at the wall. And, uh, you know, there's not many shows that I would want to dedicate the time and the effort to. <laughs> Uh, to talk about on a weekly basis, you know, um, life is crazy right now. We both, for both of us, we are very busy, you know, from a business standpoint, professional standpoint to personal life. And there's a lot going on. Uh, I've done several podcasts before in the past and I've had to let go of a couple of them, you know, to kind of prioritize, um, my, am I on the air show has even suffered over the last couple of months because, I went from being a weekly podcast to a bi-weekly podcast to maybe every three weeks at this point because <laughs> it's just so much going on. I can't even find the time to do my own damn show. How am I going to do a show, you know, another podcast? So when Lynx hit me up and said, hey, let's do this, uh, it took a little bit of thought. But you know what, man? If there was one TV show that I wanted to do this with, uh, it was Banshee. That's, that's what this show was to me. Um, it was the best show on television and it was something that I really genuinely enjoyed and th thought that I could really have a lot of fun talking about on a weekly basis. And, uh, oh, you know, I, I thank Lynx that he hit me up and said, let's do this. And we got it together. And, uh, you know, in January, we dropped our first two episodes this past January, 2016. Uh, we did our welcome to Banshee. Nice to meet you episode, which kind of was just an intro of kind of who we were and what we planned to do with the show. Uh, and then we did our season one recap and review. And uh, if you go back and listen to those, it's a it's a whole season recap. We break down episode 
episode and discuss the season. Uh, spoiler filled, of course, uh, is what we thought about it, what we liked, what we didn't like, and so forth. Um, and then in February, we did season two. In March, we did season three. And then kicking it right off in April uh, for the fourth and final season, we then transitioned from a recap and review show to an after show. And then Welcome to Banshee went weekly, and we did episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and went through the entire season with you guys every weekend and uh we saw the fan base grow and uh we saw you guys tweeting with us on a daily basis and giving us dms and really just making these connections and really showing the love and that's what was cool about the fancy community and on all you guys was just how much you supported it uh people love this show and i love the passion and then how people want to get the word out about it and that's really what we wanted to do by doing this banshee show welcome to banshee getting the word out getting people to understand man that there's this badass show out there and i hope as these episodes sit out and they kind of float in the interwebs that you know more people will figure out about this show i mean just because it's over right now for us doesn't mean that another person isn't going to bump into it next week sometime randomly and be like "Ooh, what's banshee and start watching and hopefully can find their way to welcome to banshee and give it a listen and uh these episodes will be here to take you along the ride all the way so uh yeah. it's been awesome so you know what you want to add to that story well uh Basically, uh, I mean, you couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, uh, you know, we we uh, we started the show, and uh, it was almost perfect timing, really. I mean, you know, we had enough time to get through the first three seasons right up to season four. Did season four with you guys every week, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun doing it with you, Don. You know, the anticipation, what we thought was going to happen, you know, going over what uh, was going on, and, you know, all the speculation, and... You know, I you know the coolest part about the whole process was basically uh, you know everybody uh, finding the show, um, all the uh, fanchies out there that you know supported us throughout the entire uh, show run and everything, and it was almost like uh, it was it was the last show everybody or last season and everybody knew about it. So you know uh, I it, you know and a lot of people thanked us for for what we did because we kind of made the show. Uh, that much more special to them at the end there because they didn't just get you know eight episodes and that was it that they they got our after show too and they were able to uh hear different views and opinions from different standpoints and uh i thought it made the show like the last season that much better for a lot of people out there so and we, we were we were pretty much told as much so and that was pretty cool um you know and uh all the dms and everything in the tweets it was i mean i I'm just really happy that uh, you said yes uh, back in uh, December when we figured out we're going to start this, and then January's just been, it's just been a fun, fun ride all the way till now, Donnie. Yeah, man, it has, and and you know, not only was it making season four a lot of fun for the fans, I mean, it made season four a lot of fun. I think more fun for us too, because you know, every week. Me and, you know, Lynx over here, we just, like, we geeked out every Friday night on an episode, and we're like, man, I can't wait to record and talk about it. Like, so it just, you know, it did make it exciting, because we not only got to watch a cool episode every week, but then sit and talk about it for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour on a weekly basis. So that was pretty damn cool <clears throat> to kind of, you know, bring it all together. And uh, and like I said, that's why we wanted to kind of come back one more time. Uh, it was only right that we kind of did a season four kind of wrap up since we did it with season one, two, and three. Now, you know, we're, we're not going to sit 
the the big difference with our format tonight is going to be a little bit more laid back. You know, season one, two, and three were really structured because we were going backwards and we were really breaking down the seasons episode by episode and diving into, you know, the ride that we took with the show. With season four, it's a little bit different because we already went episode by episode with you guys as the season went on. There's episodes that you can go back and listen to right now on reddragonsradio.com and uh, and here, you know, let's talk about episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, so it'd be kind of tedious for us to sit and go through episode by episode. But, yeah. you know, we did, we did want to come back and just kind of chat about the season as a whole. Now that the season is done, the series done, we've had a couple weeks to digest it. And it was perfect timing to come back one last time and kind of just decide, you know, what did we like? What did we not like? You know, where does this season fall in the grand scheme of things if we were to rank all four seasons now? You know, that's what this episode's about is just to kind of casually talk about that kind of stuff. So, like I said, a little bit of a different format, but you guys will get to jive to it. And I think it'll be pretty damn cool. So, ready to talk a little season four here? Uh, Let's do it, brother. So let's just hit it running, man. Um, you know, season four is very interesting. And I think right from the get-go, they took us in a completely different direction than we ever expected. Um, you know, we I think we shared the same sentiment as far as we thought going into season four. The general idea of the whole season was going to be getting Joe back. You know, Joe got, you know, taken at the end of season three. And you're just thinking like, okay, this is going to be all about getting Joe back. Got to get the team together. We got to go hunt down where he's at and bust him out of wherever the hell he's at. Um, But instead, we get flipped on our heads and we find out that they time jumped two years, which was crazy because I did not expect a time jump. No, no. They, They time jumped two years and we immediately immediately find out that our girl Rebecca has been murdered and all of a sudden we got like this serial killer story on our hands and I'm like what and we got hood and a full beard and long hair and I mean it just totally took me for a trip because I just I was like this is not what I expected this show to kind of be heading in this direction like what do you think like uh you know when when the season started like how did it flip you up I mean it like well I I, I mean, I think I said it in the beginning, I'm like, am I watching True Detective or Banshee? I don't know. Because <laughs> we're so used to the Banshee feel. I mean, you know, by season three, you know, they've pretty much kept with the vernacular of what the show is and and how, you know, it, it's going. And, you know, it's pretty much a, a show of, you know, a fake cop, but he's a thief and they're doing things off, off on the side with his crew and everything. And, you know, and then you know basically taking the ride through that and this craziness of uh what's going to happen next i have no idea you know that's the one thing this show right up to the end did did to you was never let you figure it out what it was doing and when season four started i said well they really uh i mean when they (laughs) when when they want to you know pretty much you know throw you a curveball and let you think you know what's going coming on <laughs> boy do they not let you uh you know feel that way anymore do they <laughs> mm. 
So yeah, I mean, you know, when when season four started in episode one, when Rebecca was killed, and on, and they time jumped two years, so then we had to you know do deal with a whole lot of flashbacks. I would say the first two episodes, but then it calmed down a lot, which I was happy about. Yeah. I, you know, I I was really scared that the whole season was going to be a bunch of flashbacks. But amen. I'm, I'm glad, you know, and you know what, to be honest, the way they did the flashbacks, I think was cool because really, how do you fit all of that content and all that story arc and everything else into eight episodes and the way they did it and the way they went about it, not only did they create new story arcs, but they also ended old ones. And, uh, I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty interesting and pretty cool how they did it. Uh, looking back on it now, um, I, I don't know. I th- like you know. The more I think about season four, the more I liked it. Uh, more after the fact than at the time. I think. I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, you know. And then, and then you look, and then you put it together as a whole, and you're just happy that it never felt stale. You know. Mm-hmm. That was like the biggest part of the of, of of the show is just it never felt stale to me. It was always something new and exciting. It's true, man. You know, say what you will. I know some people didn't like the formatting of this season, but in the end, it was still fresh. It was still Banshee, and it still provided some really kick-ass episodes on a weekly basis. So that's all that we could ask for, man. You know, like, you know, the big deal here to really get the point across is that, you know, everybody, a lot, a lot of people assume because it's the final season that like Cinemax went and like canceled it, you know, this isn't like a regular TV show that just the network decided to ax it because of ratings or whatever the fact may be. Uh, the network, when they re-signed Banshee for season four, was trying to lock them in for season four and five, and you know the producers and the creators of the show said, you know what, we could milk this to a fifth season, but we don't want to. And we don't think that the uh, Fanchies, you know, would appreciate us just kind of doing a half-ass season five and really milking the story out. We have a definite, you know, complete story to wrap up the show in general for season four. And uh, we want to go out kind of while the iron's hot, you know, so to speak. And there's not a lot of shows that kind of take that cue. Uh, a lot of shows will really burn into the ground. Um, yeah. And then they suffer because of it, you- you know, there's a lot of shows that, I mean, you don't hear really at any point a show that's been on for eight, nine, ten years have people say, like, you know what was their best season? Their ninth one. <laughs> you know, like, it's always <laughs> it's always usually good up to about the fifth season and then things start to drag off. And, and then you lose the fan base and then you taint kind of how awesome the show is in the beginning. So they were smart enough to say, you know what, we have a story. We're going to go ahead and end it here. And as much as it sucks for fans like us who want the show to return, uh, you have to respect that. And I appreciate that, that they didn't just want to milk it into the ground just for the sake of doing another season. So yeah, um, I appreciate that. You know, so something that Sons of Anarchy could have done. You know, they could have done that whole show in, three, in four seasons and it still would have been just as good, I think. <laughs> You know, but they went way too far. You know, there's a there's a perfect example of a show that went way too far and pretty much the show suffered cause of it, I think. So there's a good example for you guys out there. 
if you did yeah, you know, I mean, watch the whole show. <laughs> there's a lot of examples out there. I mean, before Banshee, my favorite all-time show was Dexter. And Dexter, I believe, went for eight seasons. Seven or eight. I can't even remember right now how long it went, but it's seven or eight. And those last couple seasons, I still enjoyed them. But they were very subpar compared to what the show was from like season one to five, and uh, you know, and that and that's one of those things. I mean, I hear people all the time be like, you know, I've heard people suggest Dexter to other people and then be like, just stop after the fifth season, <laughs> you know, like don't even finish the show. And I'm like, I yeah. wouldn't go that far. I'd say finish the damn show because I still enjoyed the seasons. But it's a but it is a pure example of just trying to be like, let's do another season, let's do another season and then really stretching. Whereas like your first, you know, handful of seasons were just so outstanding, um, you know, that you just didn't want to go away. Um so it ha- it definitely happens and that's why I say that I have to appreciate the way that they did it. Um, with Banshee kind of taking their cue and saying, all right, we, we know when we're done and we're done here. Um, and I really look forward to seeing what the rest of this cast, uh, goes on to do. I'm still waiting to see what the hell Lucas is, (laughs) what our Anthony Starr, what he's going to go do. Um, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see a project, uh, uh, you know, because like I said, I do an entertainment show. I've been keeping links involved over here, letting them know every time we, I see somebody pop up from the Banshee family on another program, uh, I get to report on it on my Am I on the Air show. <clears throat> and like I said, uh, Siobhan, um, Trice, Dunn, uh, Trice Kelly Dunn, she, uh, she's on Blindspot. Now, she's not a major star on Blindspot, but she pops up on pretty much every other episode or so. Um, um, Rebecca is going to be on the new, new HBO show Westworld. That's going to debut later this year, um, and that and that's good. That looks like a really really cool show. I can't wait to see what they do there. Um, Proctor is going to be popping up on Blacklist. Um, Bunker is going to be on the new Netflix Marvel show Iron Fist that'll be coming out next year. So it's really cool to see that a lot of them are picking up new projects, and uh, I'm happy for them, man. I'm happy to see them get you know jobs lined up right away, moving on from uh, you know our great little show Banshee here. Yeah. And uh, honestly, Don, to be honest, like the coolest that part about uh, the show that that we that we put together and we created here, um, not only do we get the fans involved, we even got the you know right down to the creator of the show Banshee involved, you know, liking and retweeting our, our show, and that was one of the coolest things from the actors to the uh, directors, producers, writers. Yep. You know, I mean, it was really really cool to see them uh, support us. Yeah. I mean, we had Anna. We had uh, our boy Chris Coy was was Chris about, Coy. Yeah, I, I I would say out of all of them, he was the most supportive of our show, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, along with a, a couple other uh, characters that are on Twitter a lot, you know, and uh, you know, right right down to the uh, creator of Banshee, and uh, you know, he he uh, supported us too, so that was really cool of him, you know. I th- that's the one thing I didn't expect to see and I thought it was really really cool. So, you know, that that was like one of the coolest parts about it. Like I uh, I remember I would I would take a screenshot of it, you know, like yeah. Don, check it out. <laughs> Look who liked or retweeted uh you know, one of our shows, you know, and it would be Anna or it would be, you know, the director or, you know, Chris Coy or somebody. So, you know, it would be it, that was really cool. So, I don't know. It was really tight. I mean, yeah. it's always cool to see somebody that's involved in the actual project, you know, give you love and, and shout you out 
out. I mean, even um, Siobhan uh, did some retweets and, and stuff for us. Um, she's very big on social media, so that was really cool to see uh, Trist, you know, help us out there. Um, it, it, it meant a lot, you know, and it was what was really funny about it, too, was it was like our Twitter handle was getting around um, as almost like the official Twitter of the show. I know. Because uh, there actually wasn't really an official Twitter of the show. I mean, they just went by the Cinemax Twitter. Um, but people would, would be tweeting about the show and, and tweeting, welcome to Banshee, <laughs> on top of it, you know, and probably having no idea that this was a podcast that went along with it. But, uh, but it was cool because it helped us out and it kind of got that word out some more. And uh, it was just funny to see how widespread read the welcome to banshee kind of title went around and got picked up by people to uh you know be included in a lot of tweets about the show so you know stuff that sometimes didn't have anything to do with us but had our had our tag in it so that was that was really really cool yeah that was like the yeah that that, that, that was some of the, mo- the most fun i had with the show with uh with uh welcome to banshee here was like how people you know pretty much uh you know, and hey, uh, we didn't, you know, tell them no, no, no. Like we went right along with it. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, um, might as well. Might as well, you know. <laughs> Why stop well. a good thing? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, so getting back to the season, you know, we had, like I said, we had that, we had that fast forward. Um, it was getting a little jarring in the beginning with all the damn flashbacks, but like you said, it was kind of something that was really heavy in the first couple episodes, and then it kind of died off. They still did it pretty much every episode, but it really slowed down. It was maybe like one scene out of the whole episode after that. Um, I think my favorite episode of the whole season was episode three, uh, I believe, um, which was the Job episode. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just such an amazing episode and what i always loved about banshee was the fact that they would have such kick-ass episodes literally just like random in the season you know um one of the best episodes of season three was the fight between burton and uh, nola you know and that was episode three of of season three and uh you know it's like that's what i love about it is like banshee was never the show that was like we're gonna hold back, back until you know, the very end or the season finale, like they would do cool ass shit on episode three on episode six. Like they would just give us stuff all the time. And that's what I loved about this show. And episode three was just so good. we getting Joe back and, and the whole, even bringing back uh you know, fat owl and like, you know, and just kind of bringing kind of full circle characters we met before. And, um, I, one of my biggest concerns about this season was thinking they were going to make us wait to like the very last episode to get Joe back. So I was so thrilled when we got him back in episode three and kind of started to get to see that arc of him going from his PTSD, like all the way back to getting back to normal there towards the end of the, you know, towards the end of the series. So that, that was my personal favorite episode. Do you have an episode that, that was your favorite of the whole season? Well, I mean, it, I mean, it's got to be Joe because it was the one episode that I think I felt the most emotion towards, you know? I mean, because we all wanted Joe back in the worst way, and we got him back. So, and 
and and that whole scene they played it perfectly we were all hanging on what job's first words were going to be to you know lucas and all when they got him back and it was perfect how they played that i mean and it was the most emotional i ever been for this uh you know in all four seasons you know because you were so invested in the characters of the show and that was so what was so cool about the show is you know uh, the characters that they had in it you got so invested into them that when one you know was was taken in season three you know you wanted season four to come so like the very next week because you wanted to know you know we need to get them back but you know and they waited all the way to episode three which i'm glad they didn't wait to the end of the episode or the end of the season i should say uh, I'm, I'm glad we got joe back relatively early in the season um and that really opened the the uh, doors for them to you know explore more you know other uh, story arcs throughout the, the the last season, and uh, and really bring a closure to all of the characters that we've come to love in the show. You know, I mean, you know, we you know we we got our closure on Lucas, we got our closure on uh, on uh, you know uh, Sugar, Job, Carrie, um, you know, uh, you know Bunker. Um, uh, Brock, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, unfortunately, Lily, you know, or uh, Rebecca was killed before that. But, you know, even Proctor, we got a resolution on sort of, uh, I mean, I, I still say, you know, uh, there's no way he took down six guys <laughs> against one. But that's what's cool about the show is you don't know because you didn't see it. Ha- you, you really never seen what happened. You just seen Proctor go out with a with a machine, a Tommy gun, machine gun of glory, you know, I loved that, you know, and, uh, it just, the show always kept you on your toes, you know, the season, the fourth season kept you on your toes and it was, it was all, and, and uh, I love how they brought in new things, you know, to make you think about, uh, and at the same time tying up loose ends from the past seasons, you know, what I say season four is the best season out of all of them, probably Save not. It. <laughs> what? I was like, save it, save it, save, save that one. Okay, uh, okay, it might be, uh, but you know, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm just saying, you know, um, I know season four was was different than the rest of them how they how they presented it, but I liked it. I, I liked how they they went about it, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was content with it. How about you? Oh yeah, I was content with it too, and to what extent, I'll tell you at the end when we rank it out of the four seasons, um, but yeah, no, I was, and, and I appreciated them doing something a little bit different than just giving us the same old, same old, you know, from from this show. I mean, we love the same old, same old, and that's why we love the show, but um, sometimes it's nice to get a little bit of a change, and uh, that's what they gave us in this fourth season you know we had a lot go on i mean one of the big things that also pissed me off about it not only being the final season uh was the fact that the show was always a 10 episode season and uh they decided to go down to eight on this one and that was just something i didn't really ever understand you know i was like this is the final season you already only do 10 episodes which to me really isn't all that much when everything's said and done and then you're gonna take two episodes away from me on top of that (laughs) like that really (laughs) really sucked so we knew that they were gonna have to keep things firing on pretty much all cylinders because you had to get a lot to pack into eight episodes you know we got introduced to a 
Elijah Dushku as this kind of crack smoking FBI agent, which was pretty funny. Uh, we had a new uh, a new deputy on the team, uh, Deputy Cruz, who was also a mole for Proctor. We had Proctor, who was mayor now. Like I said, we, we had a two year time jump. We had a serial killer going around who ended up being a sat a satanist. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like <laughs> there, there was a lot going on here. We had Bunker fighting with his brother and with the Nazis. Um, the Nazis are now working with Proctor, trying to sell drugs. Um, you know, wh oh, what else? And, I mean, oh, just, don't and don't forget about the yeah, Mexican gar uh, cartel now. Mexican cartel <laughs> Bunker sleeping with Chris Coy's wife. I mean, there was a lot going on carrie was fucking vigilante style this fucking show just going around kicking ass we got joe back he's got ptsd and then he snaps back to normal and he's out there with carrie you know kicking ass i mean fuck i mean there was a lot going on here the the one character kind of got shafted was sugar we didn't get to see very much with sugar and that was kind of a bummer you know sugar was a great character throughout all these seasons and somebody that i really loved following and uh I think we only got him in like a couple episodes here and there where he just kind of got to kind of give his little wisdom and then that was pretty much it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got a little bit more of him in the final episode, but he, I think he got the biggest shaft when everything was said and done uh, for this season, don't you think? I'll have to agree with you. I'll, I'll, yeah, because, you know, in all the three prior seasons, you know, he was pretty much in every episode, you know, because yeah, he, he, he was exactly. a part of everything that was going on. And, you know, in in this season, what was going on? He didn't want any part of it, you know. The only the only thing he wanted a part of was to get Job back, and we got him back in season three. So, I mean, we we got a, a little bit of sugar you know, from seasons one to, or, or I mean, episodes one, two, and three. But you know, past that, you know, I mean, I, I guess because Sugar didn't want any part of. You know, finding a serial killer for a girl he didn't give a shit about. So, you know, why would he be there, I suppose? I, I don't know. Uh, but I'll agree with you. If there was one character, one main character that we've come to love throughout the, the you know, the previous three seasons, it was Joker, definitely. Yeah. I will agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, poor Sugar got, got shafted. I'm still hoping my fingers are crossed the Cinemax is going to pull through with the Sugar and Job show <laughs> so we'll see we'll see but I would love to see the continuing adventures of Sugar and Job uh, which which was a great scene in the finale episode when Job gave Sugar his money back and they kind of had that they had that glance of like I hate you but I love you <laughs> kind of thing going on which was <laughs> I thought was awesome because I've always loved their chemistry between the two of them how they kind of had this unspoken care for the, for each other but you know when they did speak about it it was like shut up old man i hate you <laughs> you know and he was like shut up Joe. like you know so like there was so much love between the two but they always had such that front on that they didn't like each other which i just loved so i would love i would love to i still hope and pray we get the spinoff show um which speaking of spinoff shows i i want to say you know sorry to anybody i confused on twitter <laughs> there was, was, yeah and there was a lot of them out there because I randomly threw out a tweet that uh, and I directed it to the to the creator of Banshee, uh, saying you know like how he punked us all, saying that Banshee was over, but coming next season on Cinemax was Manhattan, the new the new show. Yeah, I know. You even uh, gave it a name. 
<laughs> yeah, I called it Manhattan. It was the new adventures of Hood and Job now in New York, you know, because, hey, Banshee is technically over because they're not going to – this show doesn't take place in Banshee anymore. We just we just follow Hood and Job in a new city. And you know what? They could stretch this show out forever if they wanted to. They could just keep having Job and, and uh, Hood move to different cities every season and just keep retitling the show. <laughs> yeah, coming up in 2020, Atlanta. Exactly. <laughs> Atlanta. Coming soon. So so I sent this tweet out, and then all of a sudden, all these people were like, hell yeah, like, we're getting a new show. This is going to be so great. And I was like, and then I felt really bad because I didn't mean to confuse anybody. It was a joke. I threw it out there. Although, I in the back it. of my mind, when I, when I tweeted it to the creator of the show, I was hoping he read that and said, you know what? That's a great idea. I would like to do that. And then signed me on as an executive producer. So that was, you know, my hope and, <laughs> my hope and prayer. And who knows? Maybe someday it'll still happen but uh if you see manhattan come to cinemax next year then uh i think i have a lawsuit on my hands <laughs> but uh unless they involve me and make me that executive producer oh they better yeah exactly because i got proof <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> that I, came up I got written proof that i'm the first one to come up with this idea <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but hey man you know i would love love to see it continue on but uh no you know we so going back to the season we just we sugar got a little robbed but we had a lot thrown at us a lot going on um you know we uh <sighs> got to see Burton kick a little ass. We got to see Burton not kick a little ass and just pretend because the camera spun around and kind of threw us off of our shit. Uh, um, you know. Yeah, that uh, was weird, wasn't it? That that never happened throughout the, any of those yeah, seasons. Uh. It really made me mad. I don't know why they would take away a fight scene, but, you know, hey, whatever. Um, we did find out that Rebecca was pregnant by Hood. Uh, there was a moment there where they arrested Hood and they thought that he was the one that killed Rebecca because he found out she was pregnant, so he murdered her, uh, which everybody should know. Come on, man. Hood wasn't that bad. But it was cool to see in a flashback scene and everything that as much as Hood wanted to be the little recluse and, and kind of be off to himself, Rebecca helped him, nursed him to health, and uh, gave him uh, the ride of a lifetime. <laughs> and, uh, you know, got a, little, got a little baby Hood going on down there. Uh, uh, which never got to see the light of day because she was murdered. Um, you know, in the end, it all bounced back to the fact that it was actually not the serial killer that we arrested in the seventh episode, but it was Burton himself in the eighth episode to find out that he thought he was doing it to protect Proctor. He was doing it, you know, uh, to because he wanted to protect Proctor, and he felt that Rebecca was too crazy and really trying to get you know too out there, so. To protect her, he decided to kill Rebecca and kind of do it in the vein of what the serial killer was doing to kind of go under the radar. Um, great scene between um, Bunker, uh, no, I don't want to say Bunker, but um, with uh, Burton and Hood. My only beef with that fight scene was that I've waited four seasons to see these guys fight and I wanted a little bit more um, and I felt Burton should have really technically probably been able to kick Hood's ass just because we've seen Burton take on like 50 men at a time and of sure. course he couldn't handle Hood by himself which is just well, the way the show goes well but, Burton uh, did just you know fall down a ravine I, in a car that's, that's the only thing that I'm giving it credit for is that 
he was just in a car accident. So, but uh, but we also saw him get an axe in the chest and get stabbed fifty thousand times and still win a fight with Nola. So, um, I think it's been worse <laughs> for good old Burton. But uh, uh, but I love Matthew Rauch. That was a great uh, character. And uh, shout out to him, who was also heavily involved in the Banshee Origins episodes. Uh, so, you know, once again, if you haven't seen the Origins episodes, they're worth the check. Go on uh, YouTube and just search Banshee Origins. You'll find them all. And it's uh, really cool to get into. So it was a nice kind of throwback in that final episode that it wasn't the serial killer, which which made it better because having Rebecca just kind of offed by some rant serial killer didn't have much of an impact but finding out that it was actually somebody we've grown to know and love over the past four seasons uh gave it a little bit more of a oomph you know to, to finding that out next but especially with having him be proctor who snapped his neck because that was his boy you yeah. know and then uh so we got a lot of closure we we had a lot go down in this season um let's talk let's talk a little negatives you know we had to kind of you know, be picky and pick out some negatives. What would it be? Um, for me, I didn't care for the whole brotherhood angle. Um, I would have been fine if they would have just relayed it to, I liked Chris Coy's character, Calvin. I appreciated Calvin and I liked what was going on between Calvin and his brother bunker. Uh, I liked involving that bunker was sleeping with his wife. (laughs) That was a, it was a cool kind of twist there. And I wish they would have just kept it with focusing on Coy, maybe working for Proctor and selling the drugs. And then they could have twisted it a little bit different. I just didn't like the full immersion into the whole brotherhood and bringing the guy from out of jail. That was, Chris Coy's father-in-law. Um, that whole thing was just a little much for me. I, I just, I felt like it bogged down the season. And then like Proctor just all of a sudden is like friends with another mayor or senator that just happens to be a higher figure in the brotherhood. And it just, it became just way too much like for me. And I didn't care for that. And I didn't care that the serial killer was a fucking satanic dude with horns on his head and then and all that the, kind of stuff yeah. like i thought that i thought that Go was ahead. just a little bit che- it's a, i just thought it was a little bit cheesy yeah. it was really something they didn't need to go into there's a lot of serial killers in this world and they could have just been some normal dude that was crazy you know um especially because in the end it really had nothing to do with them being satanic or their ritual or anything like that because in the end it really had nothing to even do with them because it was you know burton so i thought that whole added flavor of him being this like you can't hurt me you know my life is for the devil and blah 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 blah, was just really cheesy and over the top uh and they about gave me a heart attack on that one after credit scene when it showed over his body in the morgue and i was like man if this motherfucker opens his eyes right now (laughs) on the table this show has lost it and luckily they didn't but man i thought that's where they were going (laughs) and 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 then i loved it even more because you know they did that on purpose just yeah. to do that to you. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh my God, he's going to open his eyes right now. This is going to be the stupidest shit in the world. Um, but so really, that's probably it for me as far as negatives go. Um, I didn't need the serial killer 
her to be a satanic dude, and I didn't need so much with the whole brotherhood angle. I think they could have just centralized it more on Calvin's character. So that's, yeah, if I really think about it, I don't know, maybe you'll remind me of something else, but for me, really going off the top of my head now, now that I can sit back and look at the season as a whole, those are probably my two biggest uh, disappointments. Well, uh, uh, for me, the biggest disappointments was uh, I think they took up too much time, like you said, with the whole brotherhood thing in season four, and they 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 barely skimmed up, uh, uh, the surface of the Indian reservation in season four. I mean, you know, from seasons one to three, you know, the Indian reservation and everything else, and you know, uh, Chayton. Uh, being from the red bones and everything like you know that was uh you know you know it was kind of important throughout all three seasons and then we get to this season and we see billy raven once you know and he's back with the reservation police whatever and that's pretty much it and then hood talks to a little indian kid and that's about it i can't really think of anything else that the uh you know that the indian reservation was even uh, talked about or brought up in this last season you know and it's and i feel like you know they focused too much on the brotherhood and i think they could have taken some of that out and injected some of the indian indian reservation stuff in you know to keep that going a little bit because you know we had that great fight with nola and where was she from you know i mean i don't know that that's the only thing that I think that they missed in in season four was you know nothing hardly anything to do with with the uh, with the ending reservation. What, what do you think there? That didn't bother me. I don't think there was a need to involve the Indian reservation on this season. Like, what would have even been the point to even address the Indian reservation? I mean, it That's had true. such an impact in the other seasons because we were dealing with Proctor and the casino and Proctor with, you know, the the head of the Indians and then the, the brother got it and then the brother died and then Nola got it and you know, like, there was just so much going on storyline-wise involving them and that's why it was a big deal all the way up into season three because then you had Chayton and you had the Red Bones and all that kind of stuff. So, it had its purpose, but what would have been its purpose in season four? Like to me, like I just don't see any point to have even needed to involve. I was glad that we at least got that one scene where we got to see uh, what you what was the guy's name again? The uh, cop, Billy Raven. Billy Raven, you know, which because that was kind of weird that all of a sudden, like we find out in the beginning of the season that Billy has left the Banshee Police Department. And he's back, you know, in the Indian Reservation, which. I can guess I can kind of understand based on the events of season three why you wouldn't want to be a part of the Banshee Billy's department anymore. <laughs> but like, but but like it was just kind of weird that he was just gone, and um, so I was glad that we at least got to see the character. And uh, but other than that, I don't even know what we would have needed, you know, the Indian Reservation or anything else involved with it. And that's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, me. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, putting it put it, putting it that way, I, I I yeah, I can see your point. I can see your point. I'm just saying, like, you know, what could have replaced all of that extra, you know, fluff or, you know, brotherhood crap that they did bring in? What could have replaced that? I don't know. Maybe a story from the Indian Reservation. That's what I, that's all I was getting at. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm sure they're just, they're, there's just more they could have flushed out, I think. They could have done a little bit more flaps with Hood, you know, maybe see a little bit more of 
what Hood and Carrie and them have done over the last couple of years trying to find Job. Because really, when we 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 heard about it all the time about Lucas being like, we looked everywhere and we checked everywhere and you know we couldn't find him. But we really only had that one flashback scene where Hood and Carrie went to that guy and he was like, oh, Job's dead or whatever, and, and Hood shot the dude. Like, that was really the only scene we got that really explored them trying to find Job. And I would have I would have liked maybe a couple other scenes of them, like, going to different facilities or questioning people, trying to find answers, you know, you know to where Job was. Um, they could have fleshed out that story a little bit more. Um I think we could have gotten a little bit more on Bunker's story, like, as far as, like, his rehab and, like, what happened after the whole fire thing at the end of season three when he got held down and burnt up. We got a little taste of it, but we didn't, you know, being that they time jumped two years, we didn't get too much focus on the fact that he was basically almost burned to death at the end of season three, you know? Yeah. We just had little moments, like, between it, like, you know, so... I don't know. I think there's a lot of character stuff that could have been flushed out a little bit more if they would have taken away a couple of the other things that we didn't care for. That's true. That's true. No, I mean, okay. I, yeah, you know what? I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and, <laughs> and that's the one thing that, that's why I love doing the show with you, Don, is, is I'll have a, an idea about the show and then, you know, you'll, you'll give your idea and totally change mine. <laughs> and I'll be like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> but, and, and I, I hope, you know, we've done that for you guys out there, you know, like that was exactly. you know, almost the, really the point of the whole, the whole show was to almost, you know, uh, help you guys understand what's going on in the show, you know, and, uh, no, I wouldn't say compartmentalize, but, you know, uh, understand it more, you know, and see, see, you know, really where the characters are coming from in their head and from you know the story from behind or you know before and everything so you know uh but you know but like i said i i just loved how how the writers of the show you know kept the season going kept kept you on your toes uh i i would say maybe there was one episode out of this whole season and i still don't get why it wasn't 10 it was only eight but maybe that was just for them to you know uh make uh, every episode seem like it because you said it a number of times where you would watch an episode and feel like only 10 minutes went by and it was over remember so oh gotcha and i hated it, those episodes I waited all week and it was just over so fast yeah i know but the reason was there was just so much going on and they were just you know pumping you with so much uh, information and different you know storylines stopping and starting and you know progressing that I, I really liked the pace of it, so, and I really liked the closure of it, um, so, uh, you know, but as far as negatives, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, uh, you know, you know, what you said about the negatives of, you know, they, they focus a little bit too much on the brotherhood angle of it, I don't, I don't think we even needed that whole Weeks character in there at all, you know? Nope you know he didn't need to exist at all we could have just focused on calvin and that's it you know um dealing with proctor i mean it was i mean i i liked it when he was just dealing with proctor but then weeks comes out and the senator guy and then calvin's just basically a, a bystander by that point and the only thing that calvin was there for at that point was because he was bunker's brother you know and that was it so i don't know I mean, you know, they they really built that character up just to cut him down really quick, 
and I I don't know I felt uh, I felt like they 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 did uh, Chris Coy's character uh, Calvin a disservice to that, but um, but, uh, you know if if I if if I have to find a negative in season four that that would be my negative is they they cut that uh, Calvin's character down too fast by bringing in characters that didn't need to exist. If that makes any yep. sense. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, all right. Well, um, all right. So that's the negatives of season four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't I mean, many. Not, mu- not much. No. Not, not much. I'll hand it to um, them. There was not many. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. The, and the other thing, I hated the dumb horns on the serial killer's <laughs> uh, forehead. Okay. Yeah. They they weren't convincing. I've never seen Satan with two horns on each side of his head. <laughs> to be honest, that's a new one. Uh, but you know, and and you know, and the other part, uh, having a uh, like a a bondage club in the town of Banshee. Uh, okay, why not? Everything else is in this is in this little town of five thousand. But uh, you know, um, it could have done without that too. Um, but. I guess you needed it to find out, you know, the serial killer because he was a Satanist, so whatever. But I think that's the only reason it existed. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was just for that. Um, yeah. You know, but let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's transition into basically our highlights of the season. I mean, we've mentioned a lot of them already, but I mean, you know, the Job episode, of course, for sure. Uh, Hoon Lee, of course, is the biggest, you know, him and, and uh, you know, all his lines and just the way he brought to the show. I mean, especially in this season. I mean, he's always been an, an amazing character, but from, from going from, you know, the scruffy, bearded, you know, scruff on his head character, the, you know, coming out of this horrible mess that he's been in for the last couple of years, having the PTSD, can't sleep, jittery, you know, I was like, man, are we ever going to see the regular Job in this? And then, you know, we finally got the episode where he shaves his head and he shaves the beard off and starts to put the makeup back on. And we're like, all right, here comes Job. And, yep. you know, it just, he had a really, you know, for, he wasn't really focused on super much this season, but when he was, I mean, he had some really good character development. Um, and it was good to see him transition from like this helpless dude that we're like, like, man, I don't know if he's ever going to be the same to getting, you know, our our Joe back by the end of the, you know, by the eighth episode. So yep. he, he was a massive highlight for me. Um, I love Bunker's character. I wish we would have had time to get a little bit more of that just because, you know, he really didn't come into the story for us until the third season, you know, and then that was only really kind of halfway through the third season too. So I would, I wish that he would have been around a little bit longer in this series. Um, cause I really care. I really liked his character and, and I would have liked to have seen more with him and hood, you know, with hood as the sheriff, you know, like there, we didn't get all that much with it. And, uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that. Uh, once again, just all the characters, to be honest, I mean, we, uh, <laughs> they all deserve shout outs because that's, that's one thing that made this show work is how great hood was. Proctor was Carrie was Brock bunker, <laughs> you know, Burton, uh, just, everybody that's ever been involved in the show from the beginning to now just amazing man you know that's what makes shows work is when you have an ensemble that you like every character on um you know because there's other tv shows i watch where i'm like yeah 
yeah, I like a couple of these characters, but then I, mean, I hate a couple of these other characters that are on the show. Sure. And it's like with Banshee, it was like I loved everybody that was involved. So and, that's and a, good or bad, you'll still like them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Just if you were on this show, you, I probably liked you as a character. I mean, it was just it was really cool to see. It was cool to have. Um, you know, uh, I give them props for time jumping. You know, doing a, doing something a little bit different than we were expecting going into this season, giving us a little bit of a shakeup. I love the introduction of Elijah Dushku's character. Uh, I thank them for showing me her ass. Um, <laughs> you know, I wish we would have got a little bit more, but it is what it is. Um, but uh, you know, and and even even with her, you know, we joked around a lot on throughout as we talked about all of these seasons about how Hood was always that guy that hey, if you're a, a hot chick and Banshee, you're gonna sleep with Hood. And uh, I give them a little bit of props for handling him and Elijah Dushku's characters. Uh, kind of chemistry a little bit different it wasn't just the typical like we meet we fuck kind of thing um it started to go that way but because of how messed up hood was over everything it was like it didn't really go that way and he wasn't the same hood that would have just banged the hell out of her in the first three seasons you know what i mean yeah. like it was it was different they had a different relationship that it was like hey maybe in the, if it was another time and it was another place this would have worked out and I, and once again, I give them props for doing something a little bit different there. Um, you know, loved, you know, just, just, we just had so much, man, so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like, I mean, it's, it's hard because with only having two negatives, it pretty much makes the rest of the show positives. So, I mean, those are just some kind of standout highlights to me. So I don't sit and ramble on about pretty much the whole entire season. So, um, <laughs> What what are maybe some standouts for you as far as positives? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I think I pretty much said them all already. To be honest, I mean, you know, the Job, uh, and and then, uh, you know, them getting Job back was the hugest positive of the season to me. And then, uh, just seeing how the characters were in the beginning of the of the of the season, to how they were at the end, they pretty much, you know, they were all screwed up in the beginning of the season. You know, everybody was screwed up. And by the end of the season, everybody had pretty much either reconciled or, you know, broke out of their shell or out of what they were going through. And they pretty much came to, you know, uh, back to, you know, what we, what we, you know, grew to know and love about them, about how they really were. And that's how they left us, how we remember them coming into uh, the show, you know, and that's what I loved about this season, how somehow in eight seat and in eight episodes, they, they got, you know, hood really screwed up. You know, Job was really screwed up, you know, sugar was mad at everybody. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, Anna's going around kicking everyone's ass, you know, uh, Proctor's, uh, you know, going through some really, uh, hard shit dealing with, uh, uh, Rebecca's death, uh, you know, um, Brock finding himself as the sheriff. And then at the end of the season, we have hood pretty much back to his old self, you know, uh, sugar is back to his old self and he's ready to move on. Job's back to his old self, you know, and he's moving on. Uh, Anna's getting her kids back. I mean, I, you know, uh, you know, bunker finally settles the score with his brother, Calvin, you know, and, and, you know, that was very dramatic, but, you know, it had to happen, and it 
and then there I'm glad a conclusion came out of that so you know from 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 the beginning of this season to the end of this season I'm I'm really happy to see where they were and where they ended up at the end of the season I thought it was really cool yeah no definitely it was and it was a complete arc um what I give them props for is really the finale, you know, and we talked about it on, on our last episode. They really gave us a good proper finale where we got solid closure to all of these characters. You know, we got closure of the characters we know and love where they were going, what they were going to be doing moving forward. Um, We got to basically say goodbye. You know, we, we, had some emotional shit too. I mean, really with hood and Carrie kind of giving their goodbyes. I mean, the show was really all about them too, when this all started. And that was really cool that we got to say goodbye to them, um, to see the goodbyes with Job and, and, you know, and just with everybody, the little nod between, you know, hood and uh, Brock at the police station, it yep. just it, it was it was it felt like good closure. There's a lot of shows that when they do their finales that we just feel like, man, that wasn't what I wanted or there was, you know, there was more that I needed out of this. And we got what we needed out of this one, you know. It really gave us exactly what we wanted. And uh and it was a great great goodbye to these characters that we've known and loved over the last 4 years. So I don't know what else more we could have really asked for. For me, all the only other thing else I can ask for would have been, what the fuck was Hood's name? What the (laughs) fuck was Hood's name? Damn it. I knew you were going to say that, Tom. And if you didn't, I was going to ask. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Just give me an initial. I don't care. (laughs) Just give me something, man. That was just, you know. (laughs) I I don't care if his last name is Smith. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was funny. I guess it, I had read on one, on one site that really did get to zoom in on the folder that Elijah Doshku left on the on the hotel bed, uh, um, showing that she knew who he was. Uh, it says that you can see on the folder. I think it said John Smith, which obviously was just a fake name that they wrote on there because they didn't know what the hell his real name was. But it does say John Smith, so we'll, I guess we'll call him John Smith at this point. That's about the closest I'll get to a real name. Sure, I mean, um, but I mean, yeah. It's the name they give everybody they don't they can't yeah. identify, so why not? Also, yeah, yeah, it's like a John Doe kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, so really, I mean, that's the only hole that they kind of left me with. But I'm okay um, with you it. You know, we, we started the series with, with Hood riding his motorcycle into the town of Banshee, and we ended the series with him riding his motorcycle out of the town of Banshee. So uh, it was good stuff all the way around. Let's... uh. Let's see where it lays. Um, we're going to rank all four seasons uh, and see where it kind of falls for us. Um, as much as I love this season, I will have to admit it is my least favorite. Um, if I, you know, rank them out right now, it would be season three as my favorite, season two, season one, and then season four. Um, when we started doing this show, one of the funny things about going through season one, two, and three was how we talked about how this show just got better with every season. You know, it was like season one, oh man, that's an amazing show. 
season two, holy shit, they upped their game. To season three, like, holy mother of God, have they upped their game. Yeah. And then season four was very good, very solid, a good goodbye, but it pales in comparison to the first three seasons. Um, it really was the weakest of the sh- of the seasons to me, personally. Um, but that's not knocking it. Like I said, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, all four seasons are are A's to me. Like, this isn't like I'm giving it an F, a D, or a C, or whatever. It's still an A. Uh, it's just that when you have to rank them out, I mean, it just is what it is. I'm a big Marvel fan. And then people are like, well, rank the Marvel movies to me. There's 13 of those fuckers. <laughs> you know so it's like there's gonna be a number 13 it doesn't mean i hate it it's just it's the least of the on the list you know right i love right. All, i love all of them and that's the way banshee is uh i really did love season four it was a great goodbye but when everything's said and done the show did ramp up each season and they did kind of go a little bit backwards on this season but i don't know what they could have possibly done with with hood you know, what we fell in love with on this show was the fact of Hood being this fake sheriff and kind of him against Proctor. And I, I feel like with him had already giving up the badge at the end of season three and then time jumping and really focusing the majority of the season about a serial killer and finding out who murdered Rebecca was kind of the wrong angle to go with if they would have really kept the focus on hood and proctor and maybe finding job it would have been really really cool and maybe would have topped everything else but um but it is what it is you can't change anything like i said i enjoyed it for what it was um but for me as season four would be my least favorite then season one two and at number one season three for me uh so how would you rank them out my friend well um i'm really close to you really close to it um, I would go season, um, two was my favorite. Um, then season three, then season one, then season four. That's how I would rank them. I don't know why, but the, the second season, I just, I already knew the characters, right? So, you know, and I love what they did with them in season two. And, and, and like we said, they just kept bettering themselves and bettering themselves and bettering themselves. And, um, I, I really like season three. That's why it's number two on my list. Uh, season one is number three on my list, but it doesn't mean I didn't like it. It's just, you know, it's the first season. You're getting to know everybody, um, you know, suspending a little bit of disbelief a little bit with him turning into a fake sheriff and how that all can work. But then when you have Joe being able to work his magic with a computer, you can pretty much, you know, get past that. So, but, you know... Um, Meeting all the characters in season one was great, and getting to know the show and love the show in season one was awesome. But season two, I think, you know, was really awesome. So that's why I'll go two, three, one, and then four. All right, makes sense. Good stuff all the way around. But they're all awesome seasons. Once oh, again, yeah. they're all A's. In so my book. I hope you all. They're all totally A's. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Actually, uh, I just wanted to shout out really fast for any of you that, you know, want, want to try to help get some people on to this show. Season one and season two are now available to stream on Amazon Prime for free. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can you can watch season one and two for free. Season three is on 
there, uh, but you have to pay for season three right now. But season two just recently uh, became available. Uh, they've had season one open for streaming for a while now. Um, so, you know, that's the way that I've been getting some people involved into it. I'm, you know, if they're like, oh, I don't have Cinemax. So do you have Amazon Prime? You know, get them hooked on the first couple seasons and then have them have to, you know, pay to watch season three and four. <laughs> so, you but know, it's worth it. It is worth it, and at least you know people get hooked, and they don't mind paying for it after they've gotten to see a little bit of free stuff to get them involved. So um, definitely check out Amazon Prime to, for the first couple seasons if you're interested. Um, all th- the first three seasons right now are available on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, for those of you that want to get it, it's available on Vudu if you need to rent it um, or, or buy a you know an online copy. It is available there for the first three seasons. I'm sure season four will be available around Christmas time or maybe January of next year. So, um, but then they'll push it to uh, April. And then they'll push it to April. Why not? <laughs> That's pretty much what they did with the season three box set. But that made sense because they had a show coming out. Now they don't. So <laughs> they're going to try to probably get that one out sooner rather than later. There you go. Uh, but you know that's pretty much our wrap up here. We're going to go ahead and close it out. And once again, I just want to thank all the fanchies. I want to thank everybody that came on, supported us, followed us, subscribed on, uh, you know, followed us on Twitter, subscribed on iTunes, listened to us here on RedDragonsRadio.com, and um, and then also branched out and really. Ch- checked out our individual shows as well uh that was pretty cool to see the love kind of spread a lot of people have hit us up since the last show ended saying you know what are you guys gonna do next and uh once again for those of you that maybe missed it when we talked about it several episodes ago um we do other podcasts i mean this was kind of a separate side project because we wanted to talk about banshee so when people ask you know what are you guys gonna do next um I don't know if there's there's not really another show right now that both that both of us really like or super into that we'd want to really do an after show on, um, but you know we're gonna still be involved you know with stuff on Red Dragons Radio. Um, I will pop up I'm sure here and there on uh, his his uh, <clears throat> way off topic show. Yep. And uh, you know if you'd watch more movies, then he could pop up on one of my shows. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> uh, but he needs to get more up on that uh, social, you know, on the entertainment site. I know, I'm lacking. Uh, I'm lacking. But you know, but we do, <laughs> but we do have other podcasts going on right now on Red Dragons Radio. Uh, Links over here has his way off topic with Frank show. Uh, he's also got his indie sports car uh, racing show. So definitely go on RedDragonsRadio.com and check those out, and you can follow them on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I myself have Am I on the air? I have my Am I still on the air? I have Red Dragons Assemble. So there, there's several episodes as well that are on Red Dragons Radio that you can listen to with me. The shows you can listen to with him. And um, so we're we're still on there. We're still available. We'll still be doing stuff pretty randomly. Um, but yeah, this is it for Welcome to Banshee. So you know. But once again, the episodes are here. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that maybe hasn't listened to the um, listen to the show or hasn't even listened to Ban- or watched Banshee yet. And if they do decide to get into it, tell them, hey, you should check out this uh, really cool podcast and follow along with it too. So that would be pretty tight. Um, so it's been a great ride. It's really hard to, to sign off for the last time, <laughs> but uh, you know we appreciate all the support, all the love. Uh, we thank Cinemax. We thank everybody involved for just putting on such an amazing show. Who would have ever thought that of all the networks, it would have been Cinemax that would have produced <laughs> a show that, that's been this amazing. 
Um, you know, it. it's one of those networks. That's why nobody watches this show because it's one of those networks that nobody seems to ever be subscribed to because it's known for just basically it's late night skintalizing uh, <laughs> movies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it has grown. There's a lot of cool stuff that I was actually going to cancel my Cinemax subscription, but that new horror show outcast just started by Robert Kirkman who does walking dead and, uh, outcast has been getting rave reviews and it's supposed to be super scary and stuff so i might even hold on to cinemax so i can watch some outcasts so they've been doing some really good programming and uh you know i might continue to go along for the ride the guy that does banshee he's got a new show coming out called quarry and that's his new show so i'm going to definitely probably check out quarry and see if it's got that same kind of banshee kind of vibe going for it which i would expect since the same people are involved so definitely. you know we'll see how that one goes um but yeah you know definitely follow along once again, thank you so much for your love and your support. Um, what Anything else you want to close out with, my friend, here? Nah, Donnie, take us out like you always do, brother. One <laughs> last time, buddy. One last time. Well, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Follow the show. It's still there. Well, Banshee, welcome to Banshee, the number two Banshee. Uh, follow us individually. You can follow links over here at LLNKZ. And you can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMecca. All right, and uh, definitely, like I said, go to reddragonsradio.com. Follow on Twitter at Red Dragons Radio, so you can always see what's going on with all of our individual podcasts and everything else. And uh, once again, thank you, hashtag Forever Fanchi. Thanks for everything you guys have done and listened. Um, and uh, we're heading on out of the town of Banshee on our motorcycles, just like we came in. And uh, till next time, y'all, Banshee, Pennsylvania. Suck my tit. Peace.